0: Hello there, good evening and welcome to Jazznet. it's your weekly Rangers podcast. My name's Scott Patterson and it's my debut on the show. Lots to discuss, big week for Rangers as it always is just now. Um, And before I get into the the introductions tonight, I'd like to say a big hello to our partners across at football prizes. Um, They are giving away an absolutely stonking prize um, for for the next wee while. It's a one-of-a-kind... Glasgow a very short while ago. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Mendes, Jelovich, Boyd, Barry Ferguson, Albert Smalls, they're all on there. Um, and you can have a great chance of winning that three pounds ninety five for a ticket if you jump on their website, all the W's football Draw is made at noon on the tw- I think eighth. Not too distant future. If you are sure of winning that, it's a cracking top. Um, I recommend you jump onto the website and have a have a wee bash it. Um Trying your luck. Uh, Craig Gray joins us. Hi, Craig. How are you, mate? I'm very good, Scott. It's a, it's a Friday night and it's has been a little
1: big week and we're looking forward to another big week at Rangers, aren't we?
0: Listen, Maria. It's been absolutely huge. Lots to talk about and and sort various different order. We obviously look ahead to the, the trip to Easter Road tomorrow. Historically always a, a sort of a bit of a sketchy tie and one that I don't think anyone ever really looks forward to. Only went there one last once last year, of course. We'll get to a little bit about James Tavernier um, renewing his contract again um, which is great news um, and we'll also go back to uh, last Tuesday, Craig we'll start there um, you, you, big European night, Ibrox, it's, it's, it's great to welcome these, you felt going into the, the PSV first leg knowing that the first leg was at home um, what we had to go in there and do which was effectively win which we know we never ended up doing did you go in with any degree of confidence as such?
1: Oh, of course, I went in with confidence. I mean, after the run that we had in Europe last year um, and even a couple of seasons before that, why wouldn't you? Um, PSV, you know, they're obviously a top-class side. They're, they're there for a the reason. Um, but we're at a stage at Rangers now where we shouldn't be afraid of anyone. Um, and I think we went into that game knowing that we shouldn't be afraid of them. I think it was a pretty, pretty even game. Obviously, we'll come into it um, more as uh, the night goes on, but um, absolutely going into that full of confidence. And I think at the, at the end of the day, the result was probably the fair result on on reflection. But absolutely, nowadays, you go into these games full full of confidence, no, well, knowing that you, you can certainly pick up a result. And even though we never, we never got the win that we wanted, the tag's not over. Um, can still go there next Wednesday. Um, even if the game draws if it's a nil 0 or a 1-1 there's no away goals so um, it's not quite as bad as what it could have been a couple of years ago so look I went into the game for our confidence but came out with a result that, that definitely keeps us on the tie so at the end of the day it's a, it's a one match playoff next Wednesday nine of them. so let's go for it
0: Absolutely I want to focus on one guy in particular um, I thought that uh, James Sands was excellent on the night, I thought he played really, really well. Um, I felt there was much in kind of break. Always going to him, and he was passing me triangles in around eighteen-yarder. However, I think that's the way he's—he's he's obviously been taught to play by Gio and, and the coaching staff at the club. He seems really comfortable. I think doing that obviously comes from his his history of playing that sort of midfield role as well. So he's clearly very comfortable. Um, The argument I would suggest now is that that jersey is is his. I mean, I know we've brought in Ben Davies, John Shooter's there and he's missed out for some really sad reasons of late. Um, At the moment, the jersey has to be Sands to lose, don't you think? Well, I mean, I
1: certainly wouldn't disagree with you on that one. Um, I think Sands has probably been, apart from maybe Cholak, a standout player so far this season. Um, Especially considering how sort of sparsely used he was last year. Um, I think in the long term, I mean, this is just my opinion. I don't know if, if you agree. I think he might be viewed as a sort of long-term replacement for Ryan Jack. Um, but certainly at the moment, at centre-back, which maybe isn't his natural position, he's been doing absolutely fantastic. And I think, as I said a couple of weeks ago when I was on, I think we're now starting to see the way that, that Gio wants to play. He wants to play with two centre-backs that can that can play football, that can pass out from the back. Um I think Conor Goldson must have been on I mean he must have been hanging around the edge of the opposition's D for, <laughs> for for a lot of the games recently I mean it's it's more than what you normally see of him and he's even went up a couple of runs down down the right hand side but I think on Sands he's been excellent um, I think he looked at his stats other day as well I mean I've not got them off by heart but they were they were pretty spot on um, and one thing that I do like about him yeah. there has been occasions where he's given the ball away however on every single occasion this season anyway, he's recovered. And I think that's great. Um, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if that jersey is his just now. Maybe for the game tomorrow, it might be a wee change. I know he was ill for the game last week against St. Johnston and and Davies probably will come in tomorrow. Um, but I can see certainly sounds coming back in on, on Wednesday, um, especially when... You probably need to get a goal um, to at least take it to extra time. Um, so I think if you're if you're starting to play from the back in the way that the manager clearly now wants to play, I think you're yeah. going to need someone like Sands. But it's it's not a bad dilemma to have.
0: No, it's not. As I think to listen to have the options that that Giovanni has for this season, w- without even talking about guys like Halanda, who I think is a cracking big defender. Um, we we obviously know that he's got his injury problems just now. He, he's listen, he's really, really, really far out of the picture just now and I think if he was fit, he'd be to get anywhere on the bench, to be perfectly honest with you I think he would find that challenge Um, I want to focus on maybe the, the two goals that, that, that PSV scored, because I, I felt they, they highlighted some issues we maybe have in and around the, the centre half row, I I think for the first goal, I think the ball comes to Goulton really a wee bit too quickly for him to maybe adjust himself to, to, to clear the ball properly and it looks like he's just he's like, headed see it. yeah I mean you know
1: yeah I mean look I think at the time I was I was a wee bit angry with Golden for the first goal and then I watched it back and I listened to the manager's interview afterwards and I think he actually did make a good point where he says we cleared the ball but it's just maybe a wee bit unlucky that it's came off I think it was Tavineer um, it came off and then it just fell, obviously, to the to the PSV player. Um, I said, look, I suppose these things can happen sometimes. Maybe you would say, if you're going to be critical of Goldson, could the connection have been better? Could it have been put out to a different area of the pitch where you're not maybe hitting your home player? Um, we we'll are all coming into the second goal. I think the second goal is, you know, it's a it's nonsense. <laughs> but um, I think we can all agree on that. I think the first goal at the time... I was unhappy and a bit angry, but looking back at it, I mean, I'm a wee bit more sort of relaxed about it um, because I I did think it was a wee bit unlucky. And at the same time, you can say that PSV were maybe a bit unlucky for for that certain goal as well. So yeah, I think the, I think these things do happen sometimes, and you just sort of need to need to accept it.
0: I, I, listen, I'm glad you brought up the saying goal because I think it's one thing that we've been really really good. Um, has largely been a defending we remember what it was like when when Steven Gerrard was here. we had that fantastic record um, and it seemed to have went belly up a little bit there's a lot of basics I think in the second goal I actually felt and I, I don't know if you I'm a great believer and I say this not as a goalkeeper and I'm, but if anyone that's watching will probably be screaming down I'm a goalkeeper in, that age, in or around the six yard you're expecting your goalkeeper maybe to pop up and deal with that. I was maybe a wee bit surprised that John McLaughlin never came and tried to punch it. I don't know if you agree.
1: I've not actually thought about that, to be honest, until until you brought it up. And it's quite an interesting point because you know, I think if you look at the whole McLaughlin McGregor debate from the last few months, I think a lot of people's arguments was that the whole reason that we didn't want well, they well, I'm not saying that I did or didn't want McGregor as the number one, but I think <laughs> um I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna put Omar all my eggs in the basket there. But um <laughs> a lot of people's argument was that McGregor doesn't come for bulls. Um and if people are saying that McLaughlin does do that, and then in a big game like that, when we're two one up, he doesn't do that. It doesn't, yeah. Then there's, there's there's obviously there's maybe a weak conflict of interest there. Um and that's actually a very good point. As I say, that's not something that that I'd actually thought about. And, and looking back now, I, I can certainly see where you're coming from. And that probably is because you you are a goalie yourself, and it's it's that whole goalkeepers union um, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I I've never really thought about that. And I, I do think that's a good point. Do
0: you know the way I think you just you just wonder and listen. You're completely has. His career, being well known for coming off his line and punching the ball clear, or coming in and indeed claiming the ball. Um, I I I do just wonder if you've got a goalkeeper that's maybe oozing in confidence, he just comes and punches that ball out the road. Maybe not. Do you know what I mean? I may be wrong. Mm -hmm. No, I mean if if a goalkeeper could have came and done that.
1: Yeah, I mean possibly. I think I think. Now, now that I'm looking back on it with with that point in mind, I think a goalkeeper certainly a part of the issue for me. The biggest issue was goals just not getting to the ball. Um, Agreed. The second issue is not having a man on the post. <laughs> so, Incredible. I mean, look, the game that we won. I mean, I, I'd never, I've never really sort of thought about men at the post, but I remember the game we won at Celtic Park a couple of years ago, where where Carthage scored that winner and. I think Celtic had two chances cleared off the line of the post by Stephen Davis um, yes. and then as soon as that happened you watch for it every single time you go there's Davis there's Davis <laughs> and when, when we can see the goal and there is no man in the post you go well if only Davis was <laughs> there but it could have been anyone um, and obviously well actually I think Davis might have been taken off by the time the that second goal gets scored but I think first things first, Goldson needs to clear his lines. He needs to get to that ball, um, and the only thing you can hope coming out of that is that, that Goldson more than anyone, and I'm sure he will, will feel will feel very angry at himself, and he'll know that that he's made that mistake, um, and that's what you want. You just want a response. Obviously, we've, we've got the game tomorrow, um, and then next week, but um, like it's done now, you can't you can't really do much about it. I do think unfortunately Goldson's at fault for that second goal but as I say it's one of those things we, we just sort of need to go on with it and hope that we, we learn from it at, at the same time as well if I can maybe just add in obviously that was the first time playing under the sort of Champions League umbrella I know obviously it's not the Champions League proper but when you've got the music and the, the ball in the middle and stuff like that You know, yeah. it, it felt like a big occasion and I said to people on Tuesday I went Throughout the game, I felt a lot more nervous than what I did throughout a lot of the games last year against the likes of Dortmund and Leipzig. Yeah, And it, may, it might have been because that whole sort of the Champions League factor, the money that's up for grabs, et cetera, et cetera. And listen, maybe the players felt that a wee bit as well, but I thought, I thought the performance was pretty good, as I said. So, look, I thought we played well on Tuesday. Okay, but we were at fault certainly for... Minimum one of the goals, probably, probably both of them, if you want to be really critical. But we'll, we'll grow into it. I think next Wednesday it'll be a real marker of of sort of how far this team's this teams come um, in the last sort of year or so. Especially remembering as well the amount of new signings that were in there. Um, Tillman, Lawrence and Cholak started. and I, I know we'll get on to Cholak later on, but that's three players out of 11. Even McLaughlin as well. Yeah, Because McLaughlin never played any of the games in, in the Europa League last year. So, about a third of the squad weren't the players that, that went on that fantastic run to the final. So, it, it's still maybe going to take them a wee bit of time to sort of get used to that sort of big match pressure and big ma- match atmosphere. But I thought all in all, they done pretty well considering.
0: I like to hear you refer to um, big match atmosphere and, and Cholak almost in the same sentence. I think that I just wonder how important you think it is for, for the creation. European nice eyebrows. We now know he's Leads later line as, well, as far as I'm concerned Leads it in a different way To what we've maybe Been used to With Alfredo Morelos The last couple of seasons um, I personally think He looks just as much Of a threat As what Alfredo does He offers a different threat As I say I've been really impressed With him since he came in No he's been absolutely
1: brilliant Listen You can't, you can't Disagree or argue with facts He scored four goals In four games Four goals in six games If you include his stats But that's still a good record and it would have been five and six if that, that goal of he wasn't ruled out. Um, and he also had a goal, I think, was it against Blackpool? It was against in pre-season that got <laughs> ruled out. <milk>. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll just count him for his sake. But um, you're right, he's, he's, he's been brilliant. And I think last season, well, certainly towards the end of the season, I think what we missed is a guy to sort of take take the bull by the horns and the box. Listen, um, we all know Roof's a great finisher. Um, unfortunately he's had his injury issues. Sakala had to play up top um towards the end of a couple of games. And we know that his finishing ability isn't quite there. No. But Cholax, he's got it. I mean, he scored I think it was six goals and eight qualifiers for Malmo last year. Obviously, unfortunately, two of them were against us, but <laughs> I mean they're big I mean, if you look at the size of a club as Malmo, I mean every champions would qualify for them's massive, so if you, if you can score what 75% of the time in big games like that against big opposition it shows that the guy's a player he's had a pretty decent scoring record wherever he's went he's 28 years I think 28 years of age I'm sure um, and I think he's probably in his prime now and one thing that I love about him probably more than anything else is the passion I mean you could see after he scored his goal on Tuesday you know beating his heart with a badge and stuff like that yeah Um That's brilliant. I think the guy's only been here for a couple of months Um, and I think he gets it. I mean, I I was looking off last year, I was in the press box for that Malmo game and it was actually Cholak who who came out and done the Malmo post-match interview as a player. Right. And as maybe a wee exclusive for the the Gelsnet podcast, (laughs) the man, honest to God, you could not meet a nicer man. He was so complimentary of Rangers of the supporters of Ibrox, of everything, um, and the way that he celebrated, the way that Malmo celebrated that result, they knew that was a massive, massive result for them. Yeah, they went into that game thinking we're not going to get through here, um, even though they obviously got the win in the first leg. So they, you know, if they get through, it was a massive bonus for them. Um, but for me, the you know. Just the maturity of the guy to, to sort of cut in the classiness to come out and say we didn't think we were going to win, you know, the atmosphere was amazing, and to say only good things about Rangers after they just did that to us, yeah. And um, I thought really spoke volumes of him. And to be honest, anytime he spoke about Rangers now since he signed, he's been absolutely the same. So, as you say, he, he leads the line differently from Mar- uh, Morello's, sorry. Um, but that's good because it means that the opposition don't know what you're going to get. I mean, yeah. this game tomorrow, I would say 50% of the fans say we should start Morelos, 50% will say we should start Cholak. Yeah. That's good because the opposition don't know who we're going to start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. i sure try at the weekend that um, if he goes on to be half as successful as as your Dado Persos and Nikita Jelovic and the like, then we've won a watch. And, you know, um, he's, he started very, very well. I, I, I think... Um, all the support are right difficult to, to to come in and, and try and sort of fill the lost, jersey, that's effectively what he's trying to do so um, listen it can't be easy for him, I'm very aware if you are watching on YouTube that I do have a bit of a sticky internet connection tonight so um, I apologise for that if it's making it enjoyable as it probably should be Um were you doing um, press box duties on on Tuesday after the game, were you in around that area? I wasn't, no. I actually,
1: um, a bit of a funny story. I was doing it on Monday for the, the pre-match press conferences and um, I got to ask van Esteroy a question about his previous experiences at Ibrox. Uh-huh. And I accidentally called PSV PSG. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can assure you he corrected me on it. Okay, <laughs> but it was, no, it, it was good, so... Um, I was in for the first two league games, but I wasn't in in on Tuesday, unfortunately. But I did see, I believe it was Tillman and Matondo be interviewed after the game, sort of on social media, but um, no, I wasn't in there on Tuesday, unfortunately.
0: I mean, I was just going to refer to, um, I felt Giovanni was quite bullish after the game. And and my point led when we started the discussion, um, I think he's still quite confident that he can can get us a result in, in Holland on Wednesday night. Of course it is, and why
1: shouldn't it be? Um, We've beating better teams away from home in Europe in the yeah. last seven, oh, six, seven months. Um, why, why shouldn't it be? I, 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 to be honest, I think the game on Wednesday, I don't think you'll see much difference from the game last Tuesday in terms of the way that the teams play. Uh-huh. Um, I think the second league against USG, we had to come out a bit more because obviously we had to, we had to score at least two goals. So we played, I think it was Arfield and Tillman in the midfield, um, but I think I can't. I can't really see the team changing from from last Tuesday. To be honest, um, obviously injuries and, and whatnot dictating, but I think both teams will go for it. I think if we can get into the sort of maybe 60, 70 minute mark and we're at least still in the game, you know, PSV will will unfortunately be the favourites now because they're at home. Yeah. So they've got that home advantage, um, but if the game's tied and it goes and it's need an extra time, that home crowd will get on their back. Um, very similar to the way that it would happen if it, if it was the other way about. So on the one hand, it's it's kind of weird because we're, we're so used to having a certain like eye Ibrox and the advantage that 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 has. Sorry, but at the same time, if you turn that around, if if we can keep ourselves in the game for long enough then it could actually turn into advantage for us next Wednesday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, shortly after the um, the game, and as far as days are concerned, we of course announced that James Tavernier had signed a, an extension to existing contract. A quick hello to our friend at Forest Precision Engineering, partners of Gersnet this season. They're a subcontract Glasgow-based engineering company and been a big commercial supporter of the club for many years now. We're really glad to have them on board. You can check out their website, all W's, Forest with two R's, Precision, E-N-G stunning lounge in the main stand at Ibrox it really is cracking if you're looking for a way to book it and get in there and enjoy all the good things that happen there you can email the club at hospitality at rangers.co.uk Craig TAV's obviously signed a new contract this week Um, is is your no joint as everyone else seems to be that you don't know when it's until
1: (laughs) yeah it's um, that is a bit of a weird one I mean I know that Rangers are in, uh, are releasing an interview with him exclusively on Rangers TV tonight. Yeah. I don't know if that's already been. So I don't know if that might have been an interview and maybe that was just a, a sort of a thing to try and get more views on, on more subscribers to <laughs> Rangers TV. But um, as as the article in the press release said, we can only go off that. It yeah. says it will take him deep into his 30s, which, as we all know, should mean at the very least 10 years, a <laughs> testimonial. Um, listen, we can go on all day, but have you know? For me, he's a, he's a legend, um, f- especially for for everything that he's been through at the club. Um, yeah. that first season it was great, obviously in the championship. our first season back in the the top flight, I don't it, it was nowhere near what what he could be. And then I actually think that as soon as he got the captaincy, um, I know it was slightly before Gerard, but. Gerard made him the sort of official captain when he came in. I think since then, he's just been incredible. I mean, every season, double figures and goals, double figures and assists. Um, and I think last... I mean, he was obviously great in the, the 55 season, but so people will probably say that is his best season. But I think last season, for the goals that he scored in Europe, the level that that guy was playing at yeah. against the, the players that he was playing against was unbelievable. And most of the goals... The scored in the Europa League but from open play I mean if you look at the, the Braga goal uh, the Leipzig goal they're pretty much identical where the left back from both sides just failed to pick up his runs in at the the back post and he yeah. tapped in um, the guy's incredible I mean I, I think he's 30 years of age now I would not be surprised if he continues at the same level um, for the next three, four, five years and then even after that, he will probably still have a part to play. Yeah. Um, whether that be as a sort of rotational player, a squad player, whatever. But I, I actually think we've not even seen the best of have yet. Um, I really hope we haven't, because we've seen a lot of good of him. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, people are always going to say, oh, he's maybe not as great defensively. To be honest, I think that argument went out the window three, three years ago or something like that. He's great defensively. He's, he's even better going forward. The guy's a legend. There's no really much more you can say about him. Um, yeah. Just so happy that, he, that he's still staying here and um, that he's hopefully going to be seeing out the rest of his career at
0: Ibrox. I think for, from, for, for someone in my age, um, which is uh, his early 40s, the thing about Tav is that he, he plays that sort of full-back role. He's the epitome of a modern-day fullback yeah. where... You almost, particularly if you're playing a, a back four and you've given the licence to bomb forward, you you become better at going forward or look better going forward than what you look better, perhaps, in a, in a defensive position, namely because you're basically given a, a free roll down the side. I mean, we know he's got slightly to almost an inside forward if you like and it just gives to have the freedom of that flank to to do as he pleases. Um, interesting to hear you speak about, I'm sort of creeping into that back post, role. Um the Dortmund goal at Ibrox will be one that sort of lives with me for a, a long, long time. The, the sort of high raking ball and then it, it came, do you want the ball to sit to? Do you know what I mean? Because you know that you know that Tav's just going to smash it, and I think we're we're lucky to have him. I think that I've read a few things tonight online that suggest that twenty twenty five twenty six has been mentioned, which are absolutely right. Takes him into a sort of testimonial period, and if if he hangs around until then, um I think he'll be absolutely celebrated.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right, especially about the Dortmund goal. I mean, that was just incredible. Um, the wee bounce, and as you say, as soon as it it falls to him, you know that it's going to get, get smacked in um the back of the net. I think it's interesting as well your point, Scott, about um the sort of free role that he has down the right hand side because I think since Gerald's came in, a lot of people have said it's great that we've got a Kent on the left hand side. We want a replacement on the right hand side. But at the same time, you know, we've got Tavenier there um <laughs> on the right hand side. And we know you know, obviously, Barisic has his moments, but he can be, he can't be good going, um, going forward at the end of the day. But um, maybe the reason that we've never signed a sort of proper right winger, perhaps until Mutondo, um is because we've got Tav there. And, you know, maybe, maybe we can't play that way. Maybe we need a sort of inside right forward, as you said, to, to allow Tav to, to play his game. Um, and again, obviously we don't know the, the line for the contract because we've been very secretive, which is of course <laughs> alright, but not, you know, fair, fair enough. Um but hopefully it does take him into that testimonial year, I think, twenty fifteen he signed. So if it's twenty twenty five, then yeah, that would that would that would lead him into that. And yeah, as I say, you you run out of words to talk about the guy. And probably the best thing is it's like we just all expected him to sign a new contract. Um, I think when you heard the rumours I think it might have been actually Fabrizio Romano that broke it about a month or so ago Yeah, everyone's like that oh yeah it's great news but like, we know he's going to send a new contract I mean the, the loyalty that this guy's shown as well is incredible Um, because I don't think it's often that a Rangers player gets it from all sides in Scotland and I, when I say all sides I mean opposition fans and your own support because I think everyone's slagged off at one point or another I know what I have. I'm not going to be apocryphic an and say that I haven't. I mean, everyone has. Um, but the character that that guy must have to to come through some of the, the stuff that he's came through, especially from his own fans. But as you say, that's the way that we Albert Rangers fans. We're always going to expect the best, and he's learned. He's learned to to sort of accept that and grow with it. And I think growth is probably the keyword to to an with Alvinia. You know, and I, I, just think it's he's grown so much. And as I say, it's it, it's brilliant that you signed that new contract.
0: Just ahead to the, the game tomorrow at Easter Road. We only went to Easter Road once last season, um, December, early December, I think it was. We we came away with a one and one win. Came our roof with a remember him um, with a penalty <laughs> towards the um, towards the end of the match. As um, always, to Easter Road, and I think it's just because you almost you have to expect Hibs just to up their game the minute we rock into town, don't you?
1: Oh, well, they will definitely up their game. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, I think um, them re-signing Martin Boyle in the last sort of couple of weeks as well is maybe going to give them a, a bit of a boost, especially considering what he unfortunately did to his at Hamden last year. Um, every club ups their game against Rangers in the league. I think none well, none more so than the likes of your Hibs and your Aberdeens. Yeah. Um, Easter Road's always a tough place to go. That game last year was so, so tough. Yeah. Um, but I think what we did do was we we ran down the opposition and eventually we got them to make a mistake, which we did through Portis, you know, just being Ryan Portis and doing something <laughs> silly, um, which probably stops them actually being a, a good defender. Yeah. Um, and obviously that, that leads to the penalty and Ruth and, and tucks that away expertly. Um would I take the same tomorrow right now? Absolutely. Would I take it um in the same way? I don't know if I could deal with that again. <laughs> um but it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting first and foremost the lineup. Um personally I can't see much changing from from last week's home game. Um but um yeah, I don't know what you think on it on its going in terms of the lineup, but I, as I say, I can't really see it changing from from last Saturday's game against St. Johnson.
0: No, I I, I think I think you'll see Davies come back in. To be honest with you, I think he'll be keen to give him some um Yilmaz at some point tomorrow, not necessarily starting, but even off the bench again just to get time in his legs. Um, we're actually doing a um a poll on the on the YouTube chat just now just to see if guys would rather start morelos or Cholak. I think if you see morelos at any point tomorrow, there's maybe a good it'll be all in minutes or so. I don't think he'll start and I'd be quite happy to start Cholak as well for what it's worth. Um, I think we'll, we'll go there and we'll win tomorrow. I, I've not seen anything so far from this season that makes me think that there'll be um, there'll be a, a a difficult tie for us. We we know that they're gonna up their game. They're gonna come out all guns blazing. Miggy Dale will be up for it. Um all the other ones that are there will be absolutely up for it tomorrow for Andy Gorham, um who of course played um our Hebs and, and and came to Ibrox from them. So that'll be quite a poignant moment um in time for the game. What we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap it up for now because obviously I've got a really dodgy internet connection. So I apologize if you've been viewing us on on YouTube and um it's not look apologise for that. on Sunday night, Craig is making his hosting debut. <laughs>
1: yes, that, that should be interesting.
0: <laughs> Colin Armstrong and Gary Valentine, enjoy it and listen. You'll have an absolute ball with you. Good luck with that when it comes. And thank you for joining us tonight. We should say thanks to Frankie for doing all the driving and the directing in the background. Don't forget to join Craig for his hosting on Sunday with Colin and Gary. Good luck to Rangers tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Good night.